I'm Branham. Well done on that. Houston Texans won a football game yesterday. Uh, they're in the playoff race, guys. Probably a favorite to land in the playoffs. Seven wins. C.J. Stroud leads the NFL in passing. Well, great C.J. Stroud at 515. I saw a lot of people critical of the Houston Texans offense yesterday, Blankers. What did you think of the offensive performance from the Texans? You know what? I didn't have many problems with it. I, I was thinking about at the end of the day after the Green Bay game last night, too, when you start watching what Bobby Sloak's done all year, when you see Matt LaFleur, a product of the Shanahan system, doing what he's doing now that Rodgers isn't overruling everything, you see what what today's NFL is all about, about all the different varieties of ways between motion and play action and RPOs, that even when you don't have the top of the top tier talent across the board with skilled position players and all the different things you need to play football, it's a very effective and entertaining way to watch football. And I don't, I mean, I know we sit there and we were, we, you know, early on, and we just talked about it earlier about were they trying to force feed the run too much early in the season? Were there some hiccups along the way? I didn't have a whole lot of problems with the way that he called the game uh, against the Broncos. I felt like they were in control for the majority of the game. I think that they're a reversed call away from running away from the football game, and we're not talking about a tight game at the end of the day. Yeah, I was torn on that call. I really thought that they, they, they should not have overturned. I thought it was a touchdown. The uh, The problem that I had was that there wasn't a whistle on the field. Like, if you blew the whistle initially, eh, like I can live with it a little bit more. But when the ball came out, was after he was contacted. And yeah. He did go back. Well, I mean, he went backwards. So, like, where was his forward progress? Is where King hit him. He went back a yard or two. Then it was stripped out of his hands. I thought it was a coin flip call. I, I really, I, I think, don't have, I don't have much contention over that. I thought it was a coin flip call. See, I think you're you're right in the fact that you can rest on their decision to reverse it if you can hear the whistles and go, nope, they stopped forward progress, and they were quick to say yeah. right there when he took the second step backwards, and when he took this step, but they didn't. And the fact is, it was kind of a bang bang play, and you go, well. You know, guys fight for extra yardage. I, I, I thought that they got screwed. The fact that there wasn't a whistle makes it like 50-50 for me. If there was a whistle initially, it's like 70-30. Like, because they, they stop forward progress all the time. Yep. They do it for player safety. They do all the, I didn't have much contention. I, I'm much more okay with it than I know most Houston people are and Texans fans are. Uh, I thought that the offense was actually pretty good yesterday. I didn't think that the offense was meh. I didn't think that it was poor. I didn't think that it was a stock down. I thought the offense was was pretty good. You look at what the Texans did in the first ha- the first quarter. They had 178 yards in the first quarter, which tells you a couple things. It tells you they're game planning well, which I appreciate that. Uh, if you want to I don't want to say knock, but maybe question the Texans a little bit. Slowick sometimes can have these big first quarters, and then the offense kind of fizzles a little bit later in the game. But you have 353 yards in an NFL game. That's good. You don't turn it over. That's good. They scored on five of their 12 drives. If you score on half of your drives in the NFL, you're leading the NFL in scoring like drive percentage. They scored on five of 12. They were one off. Like that's, that's really, really good. Now the areas where you can point at is like, they're, they're, it's kind of like what's promising about the Texans' offense is they've been top six. They've been really good. Yesterday's kind of a microcosm of all of this. They've still left meat on the bone. Yep. They're still not all the way there. I still think they have a 40-point game in them. Uh, they Even without Tank. Tank's going to make it a little more difficult. Yeah. And that's, that's another, th- another thing to throw into this conversation about the offense. You know how difficult it is to lose your most electric wide receiver and still click offensively when you're game planning with Tank in say, mind all week long? You've got to believe that he was a focal point of the game plan. When you lose him and you lose him where you lost him, trying to adjust on the fly with a team that can defend you pretty well, 
that's 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 a challenge in itself. So I don't know that you can nitpick the offense and pick apart and say the offense wasn't very good. No, yesterday. you lose your. I have a trouble calling him the best receiver because Nico Collins has outperformed him in terms of receptions and yards, and Nico's been really good. I like to call him the most electric receiver, but mm-hmm. certainly one of your – I mean, he's one of your top two targets. You're also without Dalton Schultz, so maybe you're now down two of your top three targets, and still you racked up 353 yards. Now, third down conversions could have been better, which has actually been an area where they've been pretty good this year. They were four for 16 on third downs. That's got to get better. And their drives did fizzle. Like, they did settle for field goals where you look at the end of the game, you kick three field goals. Even if you make one of those three field goal drives a touchdown drive, you win by two possessions. So I thought the offense was good. Didn't think it was great. I thought they left meat on the bone, four for 16 on third downs, and three of their scoring drives ended in field goals and not six. But I would I would give the offense a, a good grade here, good marks. I would, I would too. Were you good taking the field goal and not going for it on fourth down early? It's He's weird to me. I've noticed this about D'Amico. D'Amico, I think, has a little bit of uh, of Dusty Baker in him, where he goes more on vibes and good feelings than he does like what the book is telling him to do. And it's not really a criticism because mm-hmm. I, I kind of I like that because I think that there's far more there's, – there's many more variables that come into play on those situations than like the computers would tell you because the computers are looking, oh, fourth and one, run the numbers, time, score. I don't think that they're accounting for the caliber of offense, the caliber of defense. They don't know if the offensive ga- is gassed. They don't know if the defense is gassed. I'm okay going with vibes. Uh, but D'Amico oftentimes does like he, – he contradicts himself a lot. Like on the first drive, he kicked the field goal, and then on the very next drive, almost the yeah. same exact situation yeah. goes for it. But so for, A little further out, I think. Yeah, I don't think – he doesn't look at the computer. He doesn't go based off the book. So you're he goes me, off of gut feeling and vibes. So we're going from Pawpaw's belly yeah. to Miko's abs. Yep. And then you're going to – you Miko goes you, on vibes. You can have the tweet as the fourth down call surfaces. What's wrong with D'Amico's – What's wrong with D'Amico's uh, – uh, what's with Miko's uh, abs? Okay, that's weird. Well, but, I mean, it's not Pawpaw's belly. <laughs> that's a little he's a younger better. coach, and he's in better shape. He's in much better shape. But he goes off vibes. Like he, I think he I just, do feel the same way. He, I feel like momentum and, and the yeah. feel of the game means something to him when he's making those decisions. And I think one thing that matters a lot to him is getting ahead. And mm-hmm. I think that's why he went for it on the first series and then didn't – why he kicked it on the first series and then didn't on the second. Because he like, could feel momentum yeah. building on his side. He had he's already in the lead, yeah. And now, now he's feeling like, boy, if I get one here – I could put them down double digits early, and maybe they go reeling. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six, and it's not a criticism, but I've noticed that he doesn't like same thing. He'll do totally different things, and it's okay. Like I like vibes. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Robbie, you're in the hive with the bees. What's going on, Robbie? Hey, how you doing today? Good man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'll um, dill pickle, pickle relish, and ketchup. Okay. Right, they're starting it out. So then, who are the sponsors for Tegna? Because they screwed me out of my watching the game. I had to go to the NFL channel to catch bits and pieces while they rolled through this stuff. Uh, Robbie, you know you could have just... Are you good on like watching the game on a streaming service like Paramount Plus? Uh, I'll, I'll take that. I, I'm, I'm not that... I'm not that. I'm not that qualified. Okay, I think I'm 64 years old, and I got a flip phone. Well, you're younger than Blankers. He figured it out by a month. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the call, Robbie. Hot dog tank. He wanted to talk about tank. Yeah, tank del the board, but he talked. <laughs> he talked about hot dog and tank. People are screwing with Joe today on the call award. Yeah, seven one three. So I'm saying they're telling you one thing and they're talking about another. 
713-780-3776. Let's go back out to the HRMP listener line. Ryan, you're in the hive with the bees. What's up, Ryan? Hey, I just wanted to say uh, I know it sucks that Tank Dale fractured his fibula, but uh, I got hit by a truck when I was 14, and it stuck. I, I broke both of my bones down there, and it's so bad that it, like, poked through the skin. I have a huge hole in my leg from it. And, uh, I mean, he's going to make a full recovery. I don't think he's going to miss a step from that. I mean, I know it sucks. No one really wants to hear it right now. But uh, later on down the road, I think he'll be fine. He's not going to miss a step or nothing. I just want to say that. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, we are very sorry you had to endure that. But the testimonial, I'm sure, could put some people's minds at ease about Tank Dell's recovery because he didn't get hit by a truck. We have the weirdest callers that I think I've ever experienced. Today. Today. Yeah. Eh, and maybe not just today. Um, we love you all. Uh, we appreciate the uplifting words. Can we call them uplifting words? Test- I also broke testimonial? my... Testimonial? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Let's go with that. I also broke my uh, fibula. How'd uh, you do it? Playing basketball. Did you get hit by a truck? I was not in a car wreck. But if I was in a car wreck, <laughs> I would call Hollingsworth Law Firm at 713-999-8773. Playing basketball? Yeah, I... Um, I stepped on somebody's foot as they were like I was trying to like get around them mm-hmm. and they were like driving and I stepped his name was Patrick Davis PD I stepped on the back of his foot and it sprained my ankle so bad that when my fibula hit the pavement it cracked it Ooh yeah it was uh, it was rough I tried to play on it but that didn't work At least uh, you were tough you tried to tough it out Yeah I didn't get carted off although mine was a hairline fracture I'm pretty sure that if Tank had to have surgery it broke in half But you know what's weird and did you notice about Kenny Pickett he had surgery this morning on a high ankle sprain that's starting to be the new thing I now. I think that's a fibula, too. But uh, you, Is you, it a new thing? It's a new thing. Like, Bowers did it in Georgia, too. I don't know if it speeds up the process or whatever, but when the high ankle sprains happen now, I thought it was just you kind of ice it and you rehab it, but it, you don't need surgery for a high I'm ankle wondering, sprain. I'm wondering if they're starting to call a high ankle sp- uh, fibula break a high ankle sprain. Because, like, if because strain you, is ligaments. Well, because like, remember when you, Tank left you? the game, that's what they, they listed him as down, yeah. uh, out with an ankle. Yeah, it's like, I, what are you having surgery on if you have a high ankle sprain? Like you, you ever heard of? I'm a, saying that's why I'm saying is medical technology different now where you maybe, have surgery on a sprained ankle? You doctors out there, although I'm not sure we get the uh, you know the the uh, the white collar workers so, listen uh, to us. But if you're a doctor and you listen to us for whatever reason, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Why would you get surgery on a high ankle sprain? Well, speaking of fractured fibulas, did you guys see what happened in the Saints game? Was it Carr? No, the uh, the the ref on the sideline. The, the I did ref not. fractured his fibula. Calvin Cam- Alvin Kamara like got tackled out of the sideline. You saw the guy's leg just like dangling there out of his pants. Well, it's probably not his fibula. It's probably <laughs> his tibula. Joe no. does the dangling and they out of said, his pants. They said fibula. I'm looking at a tweet right now. Well, the fibula is the little bone that is on the side. Well, on you the side can see like leg. his leg like limp, like moving in different directions. I don't think that would be the fibula. That's what this tweet says from Bleacher Report right here. Uh, come calling BS with well, yeah, Bleacher like, Report. I'm just saying it's not me this time. Okay. It's them. I don't think that that would happen for a fibula. I could be wrong. I'm no doctor. I'm no doctor. Did you stay at a Holiday Inn Slug last night? No. Oh, he also dislocated his knee. That's why. There you why. go. There you go. I knew there was more to that. 713-780-3776. Back out to the HRMP listener line. Justin, you're in the hive with the bees. What's up, Justin? What's going on, guys? I was looking at uh, just this offseason coming up. I know that's really early and whatnot, but we've got guys that are kind of breaking out right now, and you've got Grenard going into a contract year. Uh, I know Nico Collins isn't going to be you know, a free agent this offseason, but what do you think these guys' value is, and are we going to be trying to re-sign some of these people who are having their first-year breakout under this system? What do you think? Thanks. 
Yeah, I, I think they're going to have some issues because of the fact that part of the the unfortunate but fortunate for the players circumstance when you have a breakout season like the Texans are having, more people notice. They pay attention, and you see more of these young and up-and-coming players that start to establish themselves. And when they establish themselves, if the timing is right, they cash in. We just talked about the time that you know you might not be the best player in the game, but if your contract's up at the right time, you're going to cash in. Nico Collins is going to cash in. John Grenard is going to cash in. Yeah, I have um this is it's fascinating to me because there's a lot of good players on one-year deals. Uh Grenard Grenard's at the top of the list for me cuz you saw what they did yesterday. I would love to have the duo of John mm-hmm, Grenard and Will Anderson here for the next, you know, 4 years. Corners a question. And it also the other like this correlates too with the draft. Because if you spend money on Grenard, you can eliminate the idea of the Texans right. drafting an edge guy with their first-round pick. If they bring back Stevie Nelson, I don't think they're going to draft another corner. I think they might, though. I don't know. They they might go for it because the third corner's been kind you of an issue they, this year. Yeah. You know what they could do is just get like this stud corner who can kind of play all over the field. He can play safety. He can play a little bit nickel. If he needs to go outside, he can go outside. Like I saw the Iowa dude who's – um I forget his name. But he's like kind of one of those star players. Hi, like a hybrid. He's a hybrid. Yeah. He can play everywhere. Uh, I could see them going that route even if they do bring back Stevie Nelson. Um, Would you like start Nico's him? under contract. But like Dalton Schultz is another guy. Like I was going to bring up Dalton. Yeah. I I'm he's going to get no. paid somewhere. I'm leaning no on Schultz, but at the same time, he got what nine million for one year. Like I don't, I don't want to say that Dalton Schultz is a dime a dozen. Maybe he's like with this is like in this environment, like with inflation and currently where where, where we live and stuff. Maybe he's like a half a dozen for a quarter, not quite a dime a dozen. Maybe half a dozen for a quarter. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sign him to big money. Like if you got Schultz for nine million one year, you still have Brevin Jordan, who I thought looked pretty good I thought, yesterday. I was going to say if you get what you got out of Brevin Jordan yesterday. Does it make you be okay if if Dalton Schultz leaves after yeah. a year because he looked good yesterday? Yeah, I, I don't. I think if I'm making the decision and Schultz is asking for like a multi year deal for double digits, uh, I think I'm he out. wants. You know what, I, I, think, I think he wants Montero money. I also think that. Uh, <laughs> I think he wants three and thirty three. I look if you can find a Dalton Schultz for nine million on one year, like there are other big dudes who play tight end that run pretty well and catch pretty well that would be ready to play with C.J. Stroud at about the same figure. Remember and we be talked just about this. Good. There are going to be – you have – Nick Casario's got a wild card in his back pocket he didn't have a year ago. Guys are going to want to play in this offense. They're going to want to play with C.J. Stroud. They're yeah. want to, going to be a part of the reason why they keep ascending, and I think you're going to get people attracted to Houston that weren't attracted to them in the last couple of years. 713-780-ESPN, HRMP listener line. Uh, so they, they do have some interesting decisions, though. They mentioned a few, like Schultz is interesting, Grenard's interesting, Nelson's interesting. Uh, 713-780-3776. Let's talk about the quarterback. We grade C.J. Stroud every Monday after a Texans game. Golf grades only. Uh, what are we giving C.J. Stroud this week? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92, uh, 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Apollo Men's Health making di- a difference in your life on a daily basis. It's the holidays. You run out of energy. You barely have enough energy to get through the day, get your checklist of things to do done, and then you got to do holiday shopping, and you got to shop for the family, and you got to take care of so many things. Then you start eating late, and you start falling asleep. Apollo Men's Health can help in so many ways, from the boardroom to the weight room to the bedroom. They can help you on a daily basis. You want more energy in your life? You can go everything from a B12 shot like I get every week to all the different ways that they can administer hormone therapy or you can administer it yourself. Men and women are doing it every single time I'm in the lobby and raving about the results that they get. You want to lose weight because you're going to put on weight during the holidays, or maybe you already have, and you don't think that you have time to go to the gym. You don't want to get on a treadmill or start lifting weights. 
They have FDA-approved semi-glutide available right now that could have you losing up to six pounds every week. Maybe you are ambitious. Maybe you have started a workout program. You want to chart your results so you don't get into a rut and don't see the kind of progression that you want. Start with a body composition analysis and then do one every so often, and you can chart the numbers and see when your body fat numbers are going down, when your muscle mass is going up, and when all the important numbers are making sense. They have so many different ways they can help you. The best way to check it out, go to their website, ApolloMH.com. Check out all the services that they offer. If there's a couple you think make sense for you, sign up for your first appointment right there online. Most major insurance discount, uh, most major insurance accepted. Discounts for military personnel and first responders. Mention my name, Joel Blank. Get that free B12 shot on your first official visit. Or maybe you want the lab results to try and figure out what's going on with your health and, and so that you can get on the right path. You can do that as well by mentioning my name. Uh, they're going to take care of you in a variety of ways. But the most important thing is they're going to show you they care. So you tell them exactly where you're lacking. They're going to put you on a plan that works. They're going to get you the results you need. Go see them today. Go see my friends at Apollo Men's Health. He's Blank. I am Branham. It's the season of giving. Air Team Heating and Cooling and ESPN 97.5 have teamed up for a holiday drive benefiting DePelchin Children's Center. Now through Friday, drop off donations at Air Team to support our Houston youth in foster care. Our station will be broadcasting live all day on Friday. Stop in, say hello with your donation. Uh, most needed items and donation info can be found at airteamltd.com. L, uh, airteamltd.com. Uh, find the most needed items, donation info. It's the holiday drive benefiting DePelchin Children's Center. Brought to you by Air Team, your H-Town heating and cooling team. Thanks so much for uh, Air Team uh, putting that together. Uh, we would love uh, your any items, donations, whatever you can. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, 713-780-ESP at HRMP listener line. A doctor, or it could just be... You know, a guy who sells dope that's pretending to be a doctor that's texting in uh, says that a high ankle sprain surgery is called tightrope surgery. I will take you for what you said, you dope head. Uh, zero what? What did I do? Zero nine three eight. Aren't y'all doing boxing grades today? Not golf. Rusty from Friends. We can do both. We can do both. Jace tweeted me and said, Syndesmotic is repaired with surgery for high ankle sprains. What's that? Syn- Syndesmotic is repaired it is repaired hmm. with surgery for high ankle sprains. Okay. 46761 a high ankle sprain is actually an injury to a the connective tissue between the tibia uh, the tibia and the fibula. The surgery is screws through the two bones bringing them back into place. You can google high ankle sprain surgery and get great info. Yeah, I don't want the I don't want to Google that. All right, let's give a grade to C.J. Stroud. We'll start with the golf grade. Our boxing grade's head-to-head versus the other quarterback. That's what we've been doing. We can add that since the listeners want it. We give the listeners what they want. Uh, Blankers, what do you? Uh, what was your assessment of C.J. Stroud's game yesterday? What's the grade ultimately? Look, they won the they, they won the football game. I thought that they were in control. You'd mentioned how how the offense was clicking, especially early on, to set the tone in the first quarter. He didn't do anything to hurt you. I I, I felt like he played a very good game. I'm going to give him a birdie. I'm going to get. He got the win. He 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 did his job. He got others involved. They were able to adapt on the fly when they lost Tank. Uh, and, and I didn't see any any major flaws in his game. No, I thought that uh, he was mostly good uh, yesterday. I thought he played really well. Uh, you know, his accuracy something you can kind of nitpick a little bit. Sixteen for twenty seven. He's also not doing like, like a whole lot of checkdowns and stuff, though. Like most of this stuff was deep. He had pressure all game, so I'm not going to knock him at all for the 16 to 27. When you look at Stroud, you look at the overall numbers. They were good again, 274 yards. He now leads the NFL in passing. 
Uh, threw the touchdown, didn't have a pick. Now the five sacks are kind of negative. If I'm nitpicking, I don't love that he put the football on the ground twice. I could you know, maybe take care of the ball a little bit more. That's very Trevor Lawrencey of him, putting the ball on the ground. And then if you believe in rating and things like that, it was 106, uh, which is good. Uh, I thought that he played pretty well. You look at the offense overall, five scoring drives on their 12 possessions. That's that's good. That's pretty good production. Did some of them fizzle out? Do you want to convert those into touchdowns ultimately? Uh, were they not great on third down? Yes to all of these things. Uh, but I'm going to give uh, C.J. Stroud a birdie for the performance yesterday and the win over the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go par on this one. I thought he had a good game. It wasn't a great game. Um, and, and frankly, it, the defense was kind of what carried him through this. I would really like to see C.J. Stroud and the offense convert some of these scoring drives from field goals to touchdowns. Not all of that is on him. And I did feel like the offense struggled without Tank. And, like, I'm very curious, like, what that looks like going forward. So, I'm going par. But can you also factor into that, Joe, if we can rebuttal that just a little bit? No Dalton Schultz. You lose Tank. Noah Brown isn't 100%. The running game wasn't really stellar by any means. And yet, he was still able to put points on the board and do what he needed to do. Yeah, and Nico Collins, like, based on what he did in this game, looked like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And that's largely in thanks to C.J. Stroud, for sure. But part of it definitely is the like the turnover stuff, the fumble, or just fumbling the ball. There, there's too much of that right now. And and I don't know, some of this is schematic stuff, but like there's so many free rushers on C.J. Stroud that like I'm trying to figure out if that's on Slowick or on C.J. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I think that's the thing that scares me the most. When it was a text, someone that was listening asked, you know, are you concerned? Now, if they send six and you got five to block, you got to get rid of the ball. Yes, you got to go the hot route. So, like, if they're bringing six and you have five to protect, if they have numbers, maybe you keep a – and then they're not going to bring seven too often. But if they have numbers, either you're keeping a running back there, you're chipping with a tight yeah, end, a or, or you just throw to your hot guy like that. So, you know, it can be – it's every pass rush, every sack tells its own story. That's true. Rock Osweiler. And uh, so where we're at through uh, the season here – I can't so. believe you gave him a par. I'm really surprised I really, by I really it can't. as well. Like, I, I get that the you want more touchdowns and field goals. Three drives led to field goals, not touchdowns. I would take five scoring drives on 12 possessions every single game. I mean, look, I thought he had a good game. I just didn't think compared to what some of the birdies that I've given him in the past, he played at that standard. Yeah. Don't like, you, he's playing against himself. But don't you guys feel too, like, for the most part, the, the picks, that's on him. But I think a lot of times, depending on where the where the hit and the pressure comes from, no matter how good a grip you got on the football or how much you're trying to protect the ball as well, sometimes with a fumble, I mean, it's out of your control when you know someone misses a block or some guy comes free and just crushes you. Yeah, it's I mean, every every pressure tells its own story. I feel like I, I, I'm sounding too much like Brock Osweiler. Yeah, it's not good. It's he's a not, very dangerous place to be. Yeah, I mean, he's not good on TV, so I'd be careful he's about that. Awful. Is he doing TV? Yeah, oh, he's so like, bad. He's probably the ESPN six team. Yeah, fifth or six team. Yeah. Sometimes you can find him like on the Pac-12, like Sometimes after he's dark in, like, game studio. Oh, I've never seen him in studio. Yeah. I can't imagine that's good. He talks in cliches. Mm-hmm. He called one of the U of H games. I'm surprised that he's doing college. I mean, he doing must have a good agent. Plus, he's, he got overpaid. They must he's, be desperate. He's not good. Uh, so, where we're at through 13 holes on the season, uh, Joel has CJ as a minus five. 
Uh, Jeremy has him as a minus seven, and I've got him as a minus six. I'm at a seven under. Yeah, you're at a seven you're under. Seven. Whoa! I didn't. Th- wow. I'm minus wow. five, and you're minus seven. Huh? Wow! Not bad. All right, boxing. Real quick, who won the head-to-head heavyweight matchup between the over-the-hill washed-up Russell Wilson versus the up-and-coming so hotshot C.J. Stroud? I mean, it's a unanimous decision, right? I mean, well, you, wins, it's unanimous. If we he all wins, agree. He, well, no, it's a unanimous decision on the from the standpoint of me. Unanimous, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know how boxing grades work other than out of a, on a one to one to ten I'm, scale. I'm very intrigued how you're talking your way out of this. I think that it's unanimous to me that aside from knocking him out or technically okay. knocking him out, that he was far and above the better way better than Russell Wilson. I guess we got to go all these to decision. Like it's gonna be hard yeah, if there's a knockout unless no the knockouts. guy gets hurt. I'm just grading the game as if it were a round. I'm just doing a scorecard and saying a, he won it every I'm, he won every round. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like a game's a round. I'll go ten nine Stroud. That Stroud won this one ten nine. I can't go quite ten eight. Why? Russell Wilson yeah. did three points. Well, yeah, but he was yeah, the picks. Yeah, also like one of them was tipped. That's not really, really on Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was awful in the first half, but he was strong in the second half. And he was this close to leading his team to a game-winning victory. I can't give it a 10-8. I'm going to go 10-9. I'm going to go 10-8. You throw three right. picks, you can't 10, get a 9. 10, eight. Ten, ten eight's like a guy dominated, probably knocked him on his butt a time or two. A 10-8's like a dominating round. Whereas 10 Okay, I'll so 10, I go 10-8, 10-9, 10, eight. Ten, ten, eight. But it is a unanimous decision. Your winner. By unanimous decision. Like I told you all along. Is he, I knew we were going to get there, but your reasoning for it was it was kind of funny, actually. I enjoyed it. All right, 713-780-ESPN. How would you grade C.J. Stroud? How about Stroud in that little fight that he got? Fight's not a good way to put it. A little scrum that he got into with uh, Singleton. Verbal altercation. Number 49 is a Singleton. Yeah. Yeah. And then how about the verbal altercation between Ime Adoka and LeBron James? Which of these was better? And Ime, boy, he's got a job on the mic, doesn't he? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, guys, you know what? It's the holidays. It's right there. And before you know it, it's going to be on right on top of you. And you haven't prepared. You haven't gone shopping. You don't want to hit the mall. You don't want to look for parking. You don't want to brave the crowds. Then you got to wrap it. You got to do all those different things that just are a pain in the butt as you're trying to do everything every single day. Why not go to Pajamagram? Pajamagram, once again, doing their famously naturally nude pajamas that are going to make you a holiday hero. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. You buy them for her. She wears them for you. The rest is history, as you know. Naturally, nude pajamas are known for the ultimate comfort and style. They're soft. They're silky. They're like a second skin. It's better than lingerie with a curved, caressing fit. And the kicker is when you order the naturally nude pajamas today, you'll get a free naturally nude nighty on top of that. That's $70 to $5 savings on a very luxurious two-in-one complete gift set. And better yet, with Pajama Grand, you can even add gift packing. If you ask me, it's one easy holiday gift. Sure to make her happy. And like I said, it's sure to please you as well. It's a gift that keeps on giving. We all know how good it feels to win. You are definitely going to be a winner this holiday season if you get this special deal from Pajamagram. So why not this Christmas? Go to Pajamagram.com right now for naturally nude pajamas before they sell out. That's naturally nude pajamas at Pajamagram.com. <laughs> He's blank on Brandon. Fifty thirty. Am I? A, is that? Am I a a cliche? I think spitter? he was. I think he was talking to me. Oh. I, I think I was the one that said he talks in cliches. Talking about Brock. Yeah. I think I was the one that said that. He, the text says he talks in cliches, quote unquote, and you work yeah. next to the. So walk- it's me. Oh, yeah. So I it's me. He is definitely. Yeah. That, that's going to make mean text there. Yeah, I figured. Appreciate that. Fifty thirty. Let me copy and paste that over to the mean text doc real quick. Appreciate that. Thanks for contributing to our very fine and program. And kiss my ass. <laughs> 
I like I like how you did that. A uh, car wreck of the day uh, coming up in uh, 15 minutes. So get those nominations for the car wreck of the day in now. It's presented by CarWreckTexas.com. 713-780-3776. Your car wreck of the day nominations. Uh, Ime Adoka, LeBron James got into a spat. We'll get mm-hmm. into that in a second. Stroud got into the spat. I think it's Singleton, number 49. It is. It is. Um, which spat... Is that a fair word to describe it? Spat? It's not a fight. Verbal altercation. Verbal altercation. That's too professional. Sorry. Spat. I'm going to go with spat. You go verbal altercation. Bitch fest. Which one was... That's a good way to... That's good. That's good. Which one is... Uh, at least LeBron's side of... Yeah, LeBron, LeBron would take offense to me. He's saying that. He would take offense to that. Which, here. which of the two spats, verbal altercations, do you think was the better of the two? The oh. most dramatic, the most entertaining? Oh, without a doubt, it was LeBron and, and uh, Ime. Loved every bit of it. Loved the fact that Ime ain't backing down from nobody. That Ime is going to go tell LeBron what a lot of people don't have the stones to tell LeBron. I loved every single bit of it. I hated that he got tossed because he had the previous time. I hated that aspect of it. I loved every bit that it was caught and that everybody can love their coach even more. I thought it was a super weak double tech. So super yeah. weak double tech. Audio got leaked. I know. I was like, wait a minute. That's, That's just all two that guys. Was said? Like, you should hear how Blankers and I speak to each other yeah. during the breaks. Like, this was nothing. The fact I, that this was a double tech, the one I, criticism. But the parting shot was the last comment he made to LeBron. <laughs> I loved I, it. Where I, I loved it too, but that's where I thought that they were just, they weren't even going to give LeBron one at all, and they were just going to toss Udoka the, anyway. I thought the Stroud one was like, I thought it was high S2 y. Yeah. Like, he kind of drew the personal foul, kept the draw, uh, the drive alive. Heads up play there, C.J. Stroud. Very high as Tui. I see you. I tip my cap to you. But the easy answer here is Eme versus LeBron. The one nitpick I would have of Eme versus LeBron, it was late in the fourth quarter and the game was determined. Yeah. Like, if it would be awesome if this was in a tight game late in the fourth. This would be awesome if it was in the first half. It's still awesome, but I, I ding it one awesome point. Because it was a blowout late in the fourth. It's still cool, but if it had more stakes, it had more intensity, it had more drama, the game was still in the balance, I think it would have made it a little bit better. I a little bit better. Here, here's why I would push back on that. Because now... How is it worse? I, I, I think it would make it worse because he could cost his team a game then. Oh, come on. It's a regular season. It, yeah, but still, I mean, look, they haven't won a game on the road. If they're in a game True. in the game late... And you might be the reason why they lose because you, you wouldn't back down at that point. And, and obviously, the referee's standing right in the middle of it, which I think adds to the fact that they weren't afraid to say it to each other and with an official sitting right there. And with the exclamation point from Udoka to basically say, I'll finish this right here and now, boom, take that, the, uh, was awesome. The ref was like looking at each one of them as they were talking, yeah. kind of like the gif. We say, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then if you, I don't know if you paid attention to this, but I, I was looking at the crowd. The crowd is priceless. Find the Ime LeBron little disagreements, mm-hmm. bad verbal altercation, and look at the people behind Ime Adoka. You have like a kid that's like wide-eyed, like, oh. You have like an elderly woman, like she saw somebody get killed. It's unbelievable seeing the crowd reaction uh, to all of this. And it was hilarious. LeBron lovers that immediately had to go find when LeBron dunked on Udoka when they both oh, were did players. See that. Oh, yeah, and they found all these different like still photos of when Udoka was on multiple teams trying to guard LeBron, and then they found LeBron dunking on him. You, That's who cares about all that? The fact is, eh. if you're a Rockets fan and your head coach just went toe-to-toe with LeBron and kept going like that, yeah. you love every bit of it. I think it's funny to see LeBron dunk on Emei after this. That, that is fun. It's well played. I'll tip my cap to that. I, I thought it was great. Like it, it was super funny to see it in the moment. And then when the leaked audio happened, I was like, this is perfect. So like This is like, he, he has moved to number one 
on my coaching chart. He is my favorite NBA coach or in Houston. Houston. Whoa. Like at this this moment, like I love Tomiko. I think he's his his post game celebration Whoa. speeches are great. I'm excited for Joe Espada, but like Ime Doka, he's number one. He he's the guy. Can I can I add something to that that and get your opinion then? Is it maybe because as big of a motivator as as uh D'Amico is and as good as a job as he's done, I don't think you ever see a standpoint where D'Amico does that with another player from another team. No way. I, I think probably the, not. I think the fact that Udoka's got the stones and he's dropping the words that he's using and he's going at one of the greatest players in history, I think it's phenomenal. Three four five one said to watch the John Boy on Instagram. I, I saw that he had it, but I didn't click on it. I'll, I'll do that. Three four five one. I'll, I'll heed your advice. Uh, Wheatstraw says the fact that he was so calm about it while it was happening makes it even better. Not even phased. He was like old. He was super calm. It's like, like OG. Like that he, was like well. And the other thing is, it was almost Kobe Bryant. Whatever. What was it? Uh, Barnes threw the basketball at him. Where like he did not budge. Bluff. Did not the budge. ball at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't budge. Now, if you see that that one, if you get the right camera. Angle. Yeah, yeah, it's never as close as it is seen so and appeared weird. from that angle. Yeah, the and that's before they had that. the the aerial shots. But when you look at the other thing that was awesome to me was because we always talk, and as a show, we've talked about it multiple times the fake toughness a lot of times of like basketball players, and the fact that he goes, "Don't come over here throwing your shoulders at me like you're going to come over here like you're going to do something. You're not going to do anything." Yeah. That was fantastic. Honestly, it, eight, was, eight. it was soft. LeBron's like, we don't use that word. Okay, dude. You want the transcript of it? Sure. No, uh, we can't play the audio because the audio is just bad. We like, should have done the we should have done the Joe George role play audio. That would have been good. We should have done that. We should. That's a great call. Yeah. I'm, you take you, you take one why side. Why didn't you think I of this at two forty, Blankers? Oh, this bad. is what we pay you all this money for, so you can come up with these ideas at two forty, not five forty. It's a great idea. Um, but uh, we can't. The audio is just bad. The audio it's not, it almost does. It's hard to hear. It's hard to listen. It's really to hard. The it. audio quality is awful. Eight eight three five says Rockets can't win on road fraud. Watch. Who cares? Your head coach just cussed out LeBron James. Who cares? He was they willing to go toe to toe with the king. So LeBron was complaining about Shingun. He thought Shingun traveled, which he didn't travel. Uh, LeBron was yelling at the refs, call the travel or whatever. And then there was a quick foul. And LeBron said, "Come on, man!" And then Ime Adoka goes. Uh, to LeBron, stop crying like bees, man. Uh, then LeBron, he goes, we're all grown man. That B word ain't cool. LeBron then also said, do not use the B word so loosely. Adoka then said, what are you going to do about it? Adoka called him a soft A boy. Stop being. Act like you're going to do something. Whistle, double tech, and he made Adoka's out of the game. Wasn't there a final parting shot? I think that was end? it. He said, soft A boy, stop being. Ain't, okay. I, I ain't like you're going to do something about it. Yeah. That, I, there might I just, have been something else. It doesn't mention that here, though. But I, I loved every was. bit of it. Yeah. I thought that there was one that really kind of just went to the referee. Beep. That's it. Got to go. Because, like, the thing I is. That might have been it, but I think he said something else after the team. Yeah, I think he did. He said there's one more little comment, yeah. whatever it was, but like right after he got teched. I think he's right. He like, also didn't call him a B. He said he was being. Ooh, this is a yeah. big point of contention, too. Because even in my pickup games uh, on Saturday mornings, We've had this discussion about if you're whining like a little bee, you guys are, can say it. Are you are, are you calling I them? Not to, Joe. Are you calling them personally? I'm not saying you are, right? But I'm saying if you complain about every call, whining, you're. you're always, I think it's different. I think it is too. I think saying being is not calling somebody a bee. I would agree. Uh, it depends. I don't I th- think so. I think in this situation, it's pretty clear what he's saying. It's he like, although you know, he didn't say it. If it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's a duck. It's a LeBron. If it's a, 
Should I say it? If it acts like I a bitch. If, I don't care if you say it. <laughs> I've said it multiple times since we started the show. No so. problem if you say it. Um, here was uh, Ime Adoka after the game, though, because his, uh, his frustration was not only towards LeBron James. He was not happy with his team after the game either. In the post and some of those actions, you know, we want to guard straight up and um, to kind of get punked by a team that's not known for physicality or punking people is not a good sign. It's also kind of a shot there. Love it. I <laughs> love every kind of single shot. bit about it. You got the right coach, Houston. He also, he threw, uh, this team's not about punking teams and we got punked by them. He, he threw strays He's, to L.A. on his way out of town. He took shots at them and his own team in yeah. one soundbite. It's incredible. So I does this love, mean the next time they play the Lakers, Anthony Davis might give them Three quarters of hard play before he yeah. decides to bail on him. He kind of destroyed the Rockets that night, though. Yeah, but he's he still was, he's still pathetic I, he as a superstar. Overall, player. agree. But I he, can't wait. he gave the Rockets the business I in that game. Anthony Davis was on his game against the Rockets. Saturday, that happens Saturday every night? other every January third, 29th. every fourth game, right? But that it's was here. one of them. Yep, that was one of them. The uh, I love head coaches who are flat out honest. I don't care if they're not sugarcoating. I don't care. Like, if you can't handle an honest coach and you get, like, upset because somebody calls you out over honesty, like, oh, we played soft today. We didn't play well. We committed a bad foul. We didn't shoot it well. If you get sensitive over that stuff, I don't want you on my team. So I love coaches who are flat-out honest, even whenever they're critical of their own team. I love him. So that's Kelvin to a T. Absolutely. And that's Pop. And don't don't forget now, Kelvin spent some time under Pop when he left college the first time before he came back. Mm -hmm. That is true Greg Popovich to the the core of just, I'm I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm calling it exactly like I see it. And that means I'm going to call my team out as much as I'm going to call opponents. I love that. It's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, he may, I mean, Pop gave Emei his first coaching job. Yep. Like he saw something in him. He may, I think he's a really good coach, and I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it every single After day. After he played for Pop. Yeah, that's right. He did yeah. play a little bit. Yeah, he, he played around. Portland, San Antonio, a couple different teams. And he went, I think he played overseas for a bit. Yeah, he did. All right. And LeBron dunked on him. And once. his sister was a Comet. Really? Yep. Cool. <laughs> Rest in peace, Comets. Uh, 713-780-3776. Let's get to our Car Wreck of the Day next, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. Get those nominations in for our Car Wreck of the Day on the on ESPN 975, ESPN 925. Oh, it's my favorite time of the day. I can start thinking about it. I can start tasting it, too. Gentle Ben. It's a Monday. You know, Mondays, you're, you're a little bit uh, tired at the end of the day. Sometimes you need a little gentle bend to, to ease your woes on a Monday, later on a Monday evening. And I've been telling you for a while now that Gentle Ben is the best. It all starts with the finest ingredients. Classic, time-honored distilling methods. Gentle Ben uses their innovative process that removes the harshness that's found in most spirits. The result? Unparalleled smoothness and an enjoyable drinking experience. You get all the flavor, none of the burn. You'll love what's not in it, including undesirable acids. These acids take the enjoyment out of your drinks. Gentle Ben gets rid of the undesirable acids so you can enjoy no undesirable acids in Gentle Ben. They offer vodka, gin, straight bourbon, whiskey, cast strength bourbon. All are fantastic, all in my rotation. Look forward to the liquor store. Uh, look forward whenever you go to dinner tonight. Look forward to your favorite bar. Ask for Gentle Ben. Head to the Gentle Ben Tasting Room. If you're going to a Rockets game soon, guess what they have there? Ben's Bar. You can get Gentle Ben inside the Ben's Bar. Or just go straight to the source and order it online. GentleBin.com. You can order straight from the website, have it delivered straight to your doorstep. Also, GentleBin Spirits makes the perfect holiday gift for friends, family, and your best customers. Maybe your worst customers, too. They need a little love this holiday season. We know they'll love what's not in our spirits, too. Give GentleBin this holiday season. And when you're giving GentleBin, try the GentleBin Family of Spirits gift box. It includes one bottle of each GentleBin product. Or if you're a GentleBin vodka and bourbon guy, or 
gal, you get two bottles of the Gentle Bin Vodka, two bottles of the Gentle Bin Bourbon. Try these fantastic gift boxes the Gentle Bin is offering this holiday season. Gentle Bin, perfect for any celebration. Oh. You all right? My leg is broken. The ball's coming through. Let me see. you brick. Where's my fucking money? This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. All right, Car Wreck of the Day nomination, 713-780-3776. We've already been sent a few, whether it's text, whether it's Twitch. I don't think we've ever taken a nomination for a call, from a call, via a call. I think we had a for, few. Have we? Early. Okay. Yeah. I, have, I trust your memory more than I trust mine. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Ray has the nomination for our Car Wreck of the Day. Ray, what are you nominating? I'm nominating John Metchie. Okay. Wow. Why? Why specifically? I'm nominating him because anytime a quarterback throw, uh, points his finger and tells you that he's going to go to mm. go get this, it's right there for you. I mean, when 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 Metchie had the opportunity to catch a ball that's right in front of him, and lets me know that he's slow. And I can't say nothing about the c word, but it's just. When he points to you, instead of you being like a random mouse and throwing your hand up, yeah. he told you what he's going to do. He did. Ray. Ray, what's the C word? Cancer. Yeah, oh, cancer. Dang. Appreciate the call, I, Ray. I knew where you were going, but I kind of knew where he was coming from. I'm going to turn the tables back on Ray. Ray, you've just been nominated for the car wreck of the day. I can't believe you actually used the C word. I thought he was going to say I guess co- I didn't like, go him into it, though. I, was, I couldn't. I thought it was going to be like a c word that was synonymous. Were you ready with on the dump button just in case? Oh yeah, I was right there. Okay, all right. That, I, oh, that would have been smart. I thought there were. Yeah, cooked was there. I thought there was going to be some c word that meant slow that just wasn't coming to me. I didn't think he was going to say he's a cancer because he didn't go deep when when Stroud told him to go deep. That was a bit harsh. I kind of knew where he, that he was going to go there. I nominate Ray. I thought Ray was going to drop the word that <laughs> that you could have easily thought he was referring to. That was a point of contention on my Twitter today. That specific play, though, by the way, at Jeremy Brennan. Um, I agree with Ray. I agree with Ray. Late first half, final mm-hmm. Texans drive. It was a scramble drill. Stroud got flushed from the pocket. He pointed twice at Mechie to, as soon as you see scramble drill, usually it's either you go to the goal line or you come back to the ball. And it depends on where you're at in the field. Sometimes sideline, but not really. It's usually towards the ball or go. He told him to go. Mechie didn't go. Stroud threw the go. If Mechie reacts there with the right scramble drill principles, that's six. That's six. I agree with Ray. Completely agree with Ray. Yep. I don't agree with the... With the uh, yeah, delivery, <laughs> but I do agree with the concept. In Ray's defense, I did ask him for it. I didn't think you it was almost be that. asked for trouble too. Well, by the way. here, let me, yeah, I mean, let me I, help I, you. I out never here. do that. I know you asked for it, but just because of that nomination, because of what he said, I'm nominated. I'm going to add Robbie, uh, whoever else called today. I'm just going to be a generalization of the All callers the from today's show. Car wrecks. Yeah, you were putting a predicament a lot by guys that were giving you uh, false reads on Not what they wanted me. to talk about. Not even me. I don't about. even take the calls today. Oh, that's right. Taylor was here. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, it's we had some uh, we had some weird calls today. Yeah, I don't well, I don't know what it is. We were deep in Texans talk in the first hour of the show, and we got completely turned around with how the college football playoff decision went down, and the Longhorns, and this, the, and who, who, what Texas teams you could watch on TV. I felt like it was a smack off. I felt like it was a smack off today. I really did. What do they used to call it? Call it that, but what do they used to? Is it is it illegal? No. Is it copyright infringement? What did they used to call? Rock the uh, rock the mic. It felt like a rock oh, yeah. the mic today. Sources close to 
Me? Say it's coming back in 2020. I've heard. Well, I don't know if I believe anything you say. Why? I'm just kidding. Uh, car wreck of the day from Josh from Seabrook. Jake Gruden, after criticizing Ron Rivera and why the culture matters, former Washington head coach Jake Gruden blocked me on Twitter after I called him out on his hypocrisy, mm. alluding to the alleged incident of him cutting a running back midseason because they were both sleeping with the same secretary. I didn't know about that alleged incident. <laughs> I didn't either. Wow. That's interesting. So he cut a running back midseason because they were... Both sleeping with the same secretary? I'm going to say that they were both taking her out to nice dinners at night. Mm. But that, that's not what he said. He didn't say that. No. Okay. Well, he said the alluding the alleged incident. Oh, yeah, he said sleeping. Uh-huh. I didn't know that that happened. I, I didn't, didn't either. Yeah, interesting. The Gruden family has a lot of uh, mysteries. The, the mm. Washington football organization has a lot oh, yeah. of scandal. That's Let's weird. hope that all changes that. with a change in ownership. Uh, Are just you, because... Uh, Oh, can I go now? Yeah, sure. Sorry. You go too. Talent will get any. That's yeah, fine. we haven't gotten any yet, but go ahead. <laughs> no, you go, you go. No, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I would like to nominate the morons, I don't even know who they are, who voted for a four-team playoff when there's five power conferences. You got what you wanted. That's a good call. You I got like what that. you wanted. College football playoff. Com- Sorry, that's my bad. Nominate me for car regular. College football invitational committee. In general, you screwed somebody. Either way, you're, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. If it was the four best, Georgia shouldn't be left out. If it's the four best resumes, Florida State shouldn't be out. Uh, I'm nominating the College Football Invitational Committee. They didn't watch a single full game of any of these teams. Yeah, the whole process is ridiculous. And so hopefully they get it right starting next year. I nominate, I got a couple, but I'm going to nominate first and foremost the Chargers and the Patriots for setting football back mm. way, way more than we all needed. What was football like when you were watching that as a kid? Uh, my dad was drinking beer, and I didn't pay much attention. Six nothing. I thought there should be like leather helmets. I asked what inning they were in. I like my joke better. Okay, I like the leather Great the helmet joke. Too late. Sorry. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. How about Ryan? It's, I don't know if Ryan called earlier. He might have already been nominated because you gave this. He, I did like, a collective. He did a blanket of all the callers. Ryan's the one who was actually in a car wreck. Was trying to uplift the spirits. Well, I, don't, I mean, yeah. You got hit by a truck. Kind of, but he's in the collective. He's in the collective. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I nominate the entire station. Us, you and I, Joe playing some of the promos, um, Connor and Beard for making reference to this specific guy in the past that has since led to a promo with this guy mentioned. You know, we probably mentioned Brock Osweiler's name about 10 times today. Why? From three to six. Where we, somehow we got talking to him about like the color commentary. No, someone brought him up for speaking in cliches. Well, we started that by bringing him up somehow about color commentary. You did. Yeah, I, I, I did. But he's also in the Connor and Beard promo. Oh, that, that just well, ran. That, yeah, that just ran. So, like, between these hours of three and six, collectively as a station, whether it's commercial, promo, us, we've mentioned the name Brock Osweiler now 12 times. 12 times. It's hmm. too many times to it mention could be, it could Brock be worse. Osweiler, 13. Almost a time for every million dollar he stole from the tech. Not quite. I said almost. A, not I even almost. almost. It's not almost. Rock Osweiler <laughs> better than David Carr. No, I'm going to go. Well, Brock led him to the playoffs. Brock Osweiler. What a terrible conversation. Yeah. We got Stroud. Do we now. nominate the security guy from the Eagles? Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. That's that was call. weird. That's a good call. It's weird to me that you can't penalize them, but you can eject them. Like, how is that not like a sideline penalty? Didn't we have some? Why do I think there was something like this that happened in the last year or two with another sideline like personnel getting into it with a player? I thought there was something else. Well, there was the thing that happened last week. There was Eman LeBron. No, no, no. This was not this recent. This was in the last year or so, I think. Uh, I think that there was. I just can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I can't remember what it is either. But 
uh, evidently this guy, this big guy, Dom, the team security guy for the Eagles. It's a great name for the head of security yeah. in Philly. He People, looks like a mafia. He looks member. like a Dom. People like are referring to him, even like the, the uh, Adam Schefters of the world and the Rappaport. Philadelphia security legend, Dom, whatever his name is. I would agree with that. They're probably going to put him in the ring of honor. He, they showed him earlier in the week when he was uh, escorting I mean, Darius Leonard into the building when he was interviewing. Should we be surprised? Philadelphia has a statue of a fictional character. At least Dom's real. Wheatstraw says a nominating listener who listens to any other local afternoon shows besides this one. I appreciate you kissing That's our butt. Great but you're not, call. You, I appreciate it. I appreciate you kissing our butt. Because you're kissing our butt, though, you're not going to. You're not going to. We're not taking credit for your nomination. All right, who's winning? Uh. I'm going to go collective callers. I think so, too. Yeah, I'm I going think that's probably callers. fair. Y'all yeah. had a bad day. We appreciate every one of you. We hope that you're bad every day because it's good entertainment. But collective caller, you weren't great today. So because you were not great, you're our car wreck of the day, presented by Hollingsworth Law Firm, Hollingsworth Law Firm, where you need to call if you ever get into that car wreck. CarWreckTexas.com. CarWreckTexas.com. All right, that's it for us. Thanks to Joe George for doing the hard work. He's blank on Branham. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The bullpen. Joe George next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92. Call him. ESPN 97.